This podcast is brought to you by Podmetrics and Podcast Network Asia. Hello everyone, welcome to Coping and Cuento. I am Jake. I'm Erwin. And I'm Bam. And Coping and Cuento, three friends getting together with other friends talking about how they cope with what's happening in the world. And syempre kung ano yung ating mga kwento. I just realized well, how you described our show is like Bert and Ernie with one more guy. <laughs> and the rubber duck? What? Yeah, Ako na yung ducky. I'm the rubber ducky, hmm. guys. I call yeah. Dibson the uh, rubber ducky. Pwede kang Ernie. Kilala ko ko sino si Bert. Sino? sino? Sino pa, man? Sino ba yung matangkad na payat na... Medyo masungit ng konti? Ah, uh, Erwin Romolo nga yan. Diba? Oh. Wait, oh. so, okay. If we agree that Erwin is Bert, mm. why am I Ernie? Why not you? Either of us pwedeng Ernie. Okay. Happy na ako maging rubber ducky. No, ano rubber lang, duck. Parang objectified lang on the side. Anyway, Bert Romolo, Ernie Maceda, di ba? So, okay naman. <laughs> Ayan na. Sabi ko nga. <laughs> What a reference, man. What a reference. <laughs> Luma na rin yung Sesame Street. We gotta ask our younger collaborators if they actually know who Bert and Ernie is. Dude, ang Sesame Street buhay pa rin after all these years. I yeah. actually um, introduced it to my daughter the, the couple of months ago during, yeah. the, during these difficult times where uh, learning is now connected to a screen. Yeah. And, um, well, how do I say it? It did not elicit the same joy that it elicited in me yeah. Decades ago. <laughs> when you were younger? Yeah, parang mas gusto nila medyo mas mabilis. I don't know. Maybe I made a mistake of starting them on parang ngayon kasi yung cartoons kailangan medyo quick, quick-witted. Yeah, quick cuts. Yeah, yeah. Medyo yeah. smart. Alam mo yeah. And, um, well, Sesame Street, at least for my daughter, parang medyo nabagalan siya ng konti. But, I don't know. I think ako mas nag-enjoy ako watching the current Sesame Street than my five-year-old yeah. daughter. I, I, I saw this docu on ano, uh, Jim Henson and the Muppets. Um, ang gan- interesting yung life story niya and how he started. Pero yung, yung thing that fascinated me was the art of the puppeteer daw is to make you um, ma- make the audience uh, be able to read what the puppet is thinking without any words. Yung parang the way they make it move. Yung parang the pause. Sabi ko, Oh, ang galing nun. That's why nga, the Muppets for us, ako growing up, parang silang totoo, di ba? You could relate to them. They had personalities, they had character, they had their quirks. Yeah, Does that pu- make sense? Well, the puppets I know today have no personalities. See, which puppets? Parang ka ba, puppet, pare? Yeah, I see them on TV. Ah, okay. Kasi po kasi the puppets you know, eh. Kaya baka, well, yeah. mga Facebook friend ka na puppets, ni ko lang alam. Wala akong Facebook, eh. But I do watch TV sometimes to get the news. How about other stuff that gives you joy? Ikaw, Erwin, anything? Or that sparked, you know, big ideas and interest that engaged you? I'll tell you what didn't spark joy. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I was looking forward to the fast times at Ridgemont High table read. Yeah. And I don't know. I just felt flat. Of course, I want to see Brad and Jen together, I guess. No, not really. But <laughs> I guess. Ne, parang it's so played out and plan, the world has shifted so much Now those concerns with... Brad, Jen, friends, it's just, I've left them behind. Not anymore, no? Yeah. Parang, parang it's such an old story. Let's just kill it na. Alam mo, oh. si, si Fast Times, di ako makarelate sa Fast Times. It was not part of my childhood. 
maybe because uh, R-rated siya. So, uh, it's not one of those R-rated ones that I was able to watch, you know? You know what I mean? So, you know, hindi ako relate sa fascination with that movie. But it's Phoebe Cates. Well, I mean, that scene I'm familiar with, obviously. All boys yeah. of our age know that scene. But the whole movie, mm. hindi ako maka-relate maka sa relate. But is there anything else but that scene? But that ah, scene. Ayun naman pala eh. Ayun naman pala. So, kumbaga, yun lang pala. Yun lang pala hinahadap pa pare. Well, no, no, she didn't make an appearance in the entire thing. I know. Diba? But you know she's like one for Filipino though. Ah, really? That's, well, I heard it back in the 80s when we were looking at posters in Green Hills. Uy, Pilipina yan. Alam mo maraming ganyan. Alam mo kung sino yung latest na ginawang partly Pilipino rin and I don't know kung totoo. Is sino? one sino? of the people sa BTS. One of the seven guys there. I saw, I read it. Obviously, nasa BTS pa rin kami dito sa bahay namin. Um, and uh, shocks which one was the... Parang, oh, his, uh, his grandmother uh, lived in the Philippines in Angeles. And then marami nag-refute, oh, that's not true. That's marami nagsabi, oh, but he said it in an interview. Oh, but can you even find that interview? Oh, I have a link to the interview. So, medyo it's a thing. But I think it's part of our pride na, you know, when we see somebody we like, we say, oh, ano yan? Part Pinoy yan. Oh, oh, Mer- meron ka bang nakitang tao na ayaw natin, na foreigner, and then sa, oh, part Pinoy yan. Parang wala, di ba? Ngayon, yung super part Pinoy yan person is Eric Spolstra who of course is the coach mm. of the Miami Heat and they're doing well mm. um, in the NBA and matagal na niyang matagal na siyang uh, matagal na niyang sinasabi na part Filipino siya but it's yeah. coming out again na uy let's support him kasi part Pinoy siya yeah 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 and I talking mean, about NBA guys uh, and part Pinoy is and, and and Pinoy na Pinoy actually Pinoy Pinoy. <laughs> is our friend today diba yung kaibigan natin today that we'll be talking to He's yeah. someone um, I knew from my ABS-CBN days, and that's a long time ago, as you guys know. Um, but somebody that's very closely related to sports, someone that um, when you think about the NBA, think about sports, think about being about you know a renaissance guy, knows so many things, does so many things really well. Welcome to our show, Mr. TJ Manotok. Yon. We love us so much, you're missing the I, Miami I gave. Game. I, I'm monitoring the score, but I, I gave in to the ring light, guys, if Jake is asking. Nice. Mm. Ang tagal kong tiniis bago to bilhin. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, can yeah, see I can Bam see. has one. I see yeah, the reflection. I just cover it like that. Ako rin, ako rin. Tulong eh. Meron na rin ako. That's just my halo, TJ. Don't don't think it's a ring light. Dude, what state are you in? Or what city are you in? San Francisco, but the office is in Daly City. The outbreak hasn't been too bad here, and um, there have been more people who are abiding with uh, the guidelines as opposed to the Pasaway. Um, but I've seen a few, um, and in fact, uh, you may have caught this. Uh, it came out about a month or so ago, early on in the pandemic. I was even Ginger Conair and I even uh, were mm-hmm. on the receiving end of some Asian racism attacks <laughs> from. What uh, do you Karen? I think they call Kevin, him Kevin. Kevin, yeah, we were on the receiving end of Kevin, yeah, just for being who we were, color of our skin and the shape of our eyes, no. But beyond that, just on the how are you, I'm good, grateful every day, you know, that that we still have, uh, you know, what we have. I still have a job. We'll get into that a bit. Oh, <laughs> grateful for that, right? But uh, so yeah, so far so good. 
anything mm. that you've found over this period that's been helping you every day or moving you forward or sparking joy maganan well there's quite a bit um <clears throat> and i know we can talk about it but I'll, just to to graze over it um in uh was it april holy week easter basically um i made a decision to try to be healthier overall and i i didn't want to become the the quarantine bad bod as i've been seeing a lot of people posting about that na parang oh bahala na si batman kain ang kain di ba whatever but i'm like i don't want to go there i was getting there so i made a decision to reboot so to speak now and i was fortunate enough to um chance upon uh, at that time uh CJ si Shetty if you're familiar mm, with him Shetty, he's yeah. a really incredible uh hard to put him in a box inspirational guru put it that way you know he's a former monk and uh, since he left uh being a monk he's been trying to make wisdom go viral and at that time to help people in the pandemic he was doing live free daily meditations via Facebook and Instagram and um it's something that i've been wanting to do i just couldn't get into the habit and the consistency but since it was live and as around a good time for me like 9am mm-hmm. um at least specific time no and i jumped in and it was just fascinating to to be part of that that there were literally like 20,000 people live on all these platforms combined meditating together with guided meditation i know it's for some people that they may be like who you know very hipster meditation and all that but you know i'm I through the years I've been reading up more in it and and seeing how people are benefited by it from all walks of life from entrepreneurs, CEOs, athletes, LeBron James in fact is the one of the lead endorsers of Calm that meditation app. Okay? Mm, yeah, so yeah. I mean it's it's everybody's realizing that this ancient practice has really been helping a lot of people uh step up and uh be better and so all that together fix my diet as well, start exercise and um You know, it's a great habit that I picked up that uh, has, I think, prepared me for a lot of things that were about to come. <laughs> Let's put it that way, that we can elaborate a little more later on. Yeah, you know, um, you know, TJ, I know you've been very open about uh, mental health issues, what you've also gone through. Napansin mo ba na, because ako, ako personally napansin ko in myself and the people yeah. around me, People are really on edge, no? Parang a single a single spark really lights people up. A lot of triggers, a lot of anxiety, yeah. a lot of um, uncertainty that leads to, to to really dark thoughts, no? Have you been noticing that also with the people with the Filipino community there in the states, or even with your friends in 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 the states now? Absolutely. I mean, uh, it's it. It certainly was not easy to be locked down mm. amid the pandemic. And then here, add to that the political turmoil mm-hmm. of which how it's so divisive from the the diehard Trump loyalists, Republicans, and the Democrats. You know, and when I got here, to be honest, I I thought that there were more Pinoy Democrats, but there's a significant number of Pinoy Republicans mm-hmm. uh, as well that are really yeah. diehard. And and um. So that added to the mix, you know, honestly. Yeah. So all that, the, the political divide and then the racism uh, that came about after George Floyd died and all that was all thrown into social media. It was a perfect storm to really brew all this um, mental stress, let's put it that way. And the fact that they could barely go out and to yeah. 
you know, un, un, unload and then move around. I mean, yeah, we were, were allowed to walk around and go on hikes and run in the park and all that, but without the usual social, I'm very sociable. Mm-hmm. They like to be around family and people. So when I think that got cut off, I think that amplified all of that. Uh, and then we're seeing a lot more of that. And in fact, we're seeing, you know, just here alone, we're seeing some people who have taken a uh, step forward in, in doing um, some programs to talk more about mental wellness and mental health in the in the time of the pandemic, in the time of quarantine and, and lockdown. So I'm glad that it's in the conversation. And even, so the thing is with me, it's with my work, is I still have to straddle both ponds. I'm, yeah. I'm fully entrenched now with what's happening in the U.S. And yet, I have to be fully aware of all that's happening in the Philippines because of the kind of news and newscasts that we deliver here. It's really a mix of both. So yeah. even in the Philippines, I, I'm fully aware of, of how complicated, let's put it that way, things are over there uh, and very challenging. And, and uh, I did have the mental stress that it, that's affecting a lot of people. Well, how, you know, would you agree if, if I made a sweeping, ito, sweeping hot take, ito, sweeping hot take, would you agree mm. that mga Pinoy parang mas resilient tayo definitely the mental stress is getting to a lot of people but in general parang mas resilient tayo no like um for example you hear about the stories about people who are really deep into the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories uh, over there no i know it's a it's a big topic now um i've always thought na mga pinoy kasi mas resilient kasi masanay sa mga sa mga storms typhoon coup d'etat revolution alam mo yung Parang masinay tayo sa mga ganung bagay, hence mas resilient. Is, would you agree or is everyone more or less at the same plane now na very frayed yung, yung mental mental stress natin lahat? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you on that, uh, but there's a caveat because of, of um, at the start, the lack of work was a challenge. Okay, and you have a lot of Filipinos who are not able to work from home. You know, they're, they're in the manual labor kind of work. You know, they work yeah. in the hotel industry, you know, and all that and things like that. Or in the casinos in Las Vegas. We've thousands of our Kababayans lost work there, you know. So if you compare in the Philippines, say just, just as you mentioned, like a typhoon, whatever, cost of living is so low that kahit papaano, they can still find ways and means to survive. Here, when they have real world bills to pay, mortgages and, and cars na inutang nila and they're paying their lease or their home and all that, Plus, they're sending money back home to the relatives. Um, very real, yung bumagsak sa kanila, no? Very real, yung pagkatamba sa kanila. So, I would still give give a grade to them that they are, you know, the Filipino people, the Filipino culture were 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 arguably more resilient than others. Yes, but this was something quite different that that honestly we, nobody could really have imagined and fathomed how it was going to be. Me. Yung isang professor ko, si Mel Salazar from AIM. He was studying in Harvard and working there for a while. Then he goes, um, I'm going to come home. I'll come home to the Philippines. And people are saying, ano, why? Parang you can have a great future there already. Uh, young family, nga, get your career started out of Harvard. Ganyan, ganyan. He goes, ah, no, I'll come home. And he goes, one reason why that was extended, uh, extended family. If, any, if I'm home, anything happens to me, um, I know that uh, my family is there and my cousins are there and my wife is yeah. there and their cousins are there and their titas and their lolas. Parang he was saying part of the resilience was that 
may safety net ako of a social structure mm-hmm. that's big and wide. And I don't know, if pagpunta mo na state suddenly, diba, wala ka na sa probinsya mo, wala ka na sa ano mo. Yeah. You, you kind yeah, of lose sure. some connection, right? Absolutely. And nako, Jake, you're, you're bringing me into a, a rabbit hole of uh, a lot of cuento when you say the word connection because uh-huh. that's one of the things that has been uh, very life-changing for me shortly before the pandemic. I mean, late, late 2019, I encountered this book, um, The Lost Connections by Johan Hari. He's British so, and uh, it's spelled Johan, J-O-H-A-N and then Hari, H-A-R-I. He's a British journalist who went on an incredible journey of uh, investigative journalism about the true reasons for depression. And he boldly, boldly stated that there are, that he found the seven main causes of depression. And not to spoil the book, but the gist of it is connections, human connections to everything, humans to family, you know, person to society, person to the impact of your work, um, even to nature and, 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 uh, you know, the, the world around us, there's so much of that. So that's a big thing. And then, you know, if, if you, it's one thing to be virtual. It's one thing to be able to connect, to be to the yeah. Zoom parties, you know, it helps, it's a boost. Pero iba yung nandong ka. And one of the ah. things that he discussed in his book was tribes. How back in the day, that's the basic unit of how humans survive through tribes. And yeah. they were good. They had everything they needed. Everybody provided what they had for each other. There were the hunters, there were this and that, and, and the, the security and the camaraderie, it was just there. And um, you couldn't really, even even there are some tribes who still exist today, or at least communities that are similar to that, the rates of anxiety and depression are so low. So going back to your friend and, and wanting that connection, that is so real yeah. for him to want that and yearn that. And to give that more value than what people may perceive to be valuable here, like, oh boy, America, huh? you know, uh-huh. you have the weather, the ganyan, uh-huh. this and that. Pero that intangible, arguably, is priceless. The, yeah. To be literally around your family, not just for support in case you fall, but just to keep you up there and, and to keep you happy and, and alive and feel connected. That's a big yeah. deal. And yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wide, deep, long mm-hmm. connection. Parang, speak of connection, yeah. while the pandemic has cut us off from from seeing people. Actually, kaming tatlo, mm-hmm. they, we always say this, eh, we are the last people we saw in the flesh <laughs> outside really? of our families. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, planning yeah. this. Yeah. Make, uh, you can decide what you think of that as you will. That we're the last people we saw. <laughs> Thanks Parang, for the visual now. Uh, you chan- chance that? and you can imagine because it happened in my house, TJ, where we shot the <laughs> where we shot the interview. Sw- swimming party by the so woodside. Uh, man. <laughs> but we were half naked, definitely. <laughs> half naked from the heart up. Mm. Our hearts yeah, were open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um TJ, you mentioned yeah. that that incident that happened about two months ago with you and Ginger Conejero in that park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but I'd like, more than the incident, I'd like to understand because I said you talk yeah. about tribes and connections, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. do foreign uh, Americans, do they actually know you're Filipino? Can they, if they don't know you, can they spot that you're Filipino? I honestly think sila to distinguish us as Filipinos because it, it can be confusing that we look mm. Indonesian, Vietnamese, Malaysian, Thai, yeah. um, and Chinese, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, 
Ako rin naman, when I go to the to the Southeast Asian Games and I used to cover the Sea Games yeah. or like you know like the ASCALS tournaments in the ASEAN region, I would struggle like pin pin hindi pin yan. I mean oh. the region as it is, magkakawig tayo. That's that's yeah. our origins, eh, diba? So it yeah. is what it is. So for the the Caucasians to see us and be like ah, so yeah. they bundle us as Asian. Kaya naging anti-Asian, naging Asian hate crimes. Eh. And sad, ah. sad to say, no, the hate, you know, the racial attacks. PJ, so can they you just tell us more about us, that? Right? Tell, can you tell us about what happened? Ako, yeah, I, I see, was not, I'm you, sorry, yeah. but I was not familiar with it. Could you tell us okay, about lang. what happened? To give you context, um, so nung nangyari yung shutdown, um, we couldn't use the studio. Everything was locked down. Yeah. But we had to find a way to keep our newscast, Malita America, we had to find a way to keep it going. So on the production end, everybody was still, you know, the, the reporters were able to do their interviews via Zoom. Our editors, thankfully, were capable at home to, to do their edits at home with their laptops. But one thing was critical was the anchor spills. They're like, wala tayong studio, panay anchor spill. So dumiskarte na lang ako and kami ni Ginger, we're like, let's do it. I mean, I had the equipment, I had the capability and the know-how and, you know, the internet's decently fast here. So I'd go, you know, we'll cut that script and we'll just shoot the spills per body and I'll send them to our master editor. And, um, you know, it's a blessing that Ginger and I live near to, near near each other on uh, in Bernal Heights in San Francisco. And we're literally five minutes away from this famous small hiking hill called Bernal Hill. And uh, so we're up there. And it has, it has a beautiful backdrop of San Francisco skyline. And so it was a nice spot to take an outdoor spiel for our spiel. So we were doing it already for about a couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. then... Um, Around that time when masks were starting to be mandate, no, highly encouraged, not a mandate in fact. Okay, just to give it some timing and context. So we were shooting, and, and the spot that I always pick a, I pick a regular spot was a patch of grass in between two trails. Okay, but so gingers, for example, this is the patch of grass. Gingers on one end, and I'm ten feet away from her with a camera. I'm on the other end, but I'm on the edge, and I'm like near the trail. But the trail I'm nearest is actually 15 feet wide, okay? Just to let you know. And the, all other trails are really narrow, like two feet. So, and the, the grass is very short. But it's like, I mean, the put put name grass, it's like dirt trail. So here we were, we were shooting. And then uh, behind me, this, I heard a voice that said, hey, stay six feet away from the trail. I'm like, huh? Kailan naging advice yun? Alam ko six feet away from each other. So I look back at him, I'm like, Okay, yeah, I'm not sixty from the trail, but that's not the, the requirement or the advice. And then and then I said, but hey, the trail is so wide, you could have easily avoided me because the trail's fifteen feet wide. And then he shouts back, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, I'm just trying to protect myself. And then Ginger says to him, But you're not even wearing a mask. Because I was in fact wearing a mask. And Ginger would do her spills, her mask is hanging by her neck, just to say that she's always with the mask. And then he shouts back, you guys are pigs. You guys are disease carriers. Aha, you know. So to us, Alamuna. it was very clear. Alamuna. Alamuna. It was very clear the reason for, for that aggressive you know, you know, statement. With my back turned to him, I was just standing still. I was yeah. not even going near. Whatever. He, could, he can avoid me. So we let it be. But he was zigzagging around the whole park. And then he crossed behind Ginger. Um, and, and in front of him was a family, uh, an Indian family, a dad and two kids. So they were kind of slow. And he was like, it's okay, take your time. Parang the kid dropped something and they walked. And then he goes, you're okay, but not them, those disease carriers. <laughs> so he points to us. And that I caught on cam because I was rolling it. 
So na huli ko na yung yung sigaw niya ngayon, and then Ginger couldn't hold it. She she blurted out and funny. She was respectfully angry. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Then hindi pa niya mamura. You know. Buti wala siyang like pearls to clutch. Wala siyang pearls to clutch na. And all right. Oh my God. Ganyan, no? Pero, so, so yun. And then, so that. And then there was a third encounter. When we were done shooting na, bumaba na ako ng hill and they were driving back. Nagkita ko siya na nag, naglalakad sa baba. Nung naka-mask na siya. He probably got a mask. Rolled down my window, put out my cell phone to record him and, and to see if he was still gonna say the same things. And he, again, he called me a disease carrier and a danger to society. So very clear that it's uh you know it's a it's a, a racial attack to be probably perceived were Chinese or Asian whatever because that's what was happening around that time early on in the pandemic that died down then it resurfaced again when Trump starts to call everybody you know the Wuhan virus or the China flu whatever so you know and it was it was something bam I mean to to feel yeah. it but whoa yeah. I, I was gonna I, 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 ask I was yeah. gonna ask how did that affect you because. I've only experienced it once in my life. I was very young in Hong Kong and mm-hmm. there was a British guy. Um, and it's one of those things that surprisingly, it stays with you. Eh. Diba? Mm. Did it, was it the same yeah. for you, TJ? Parang a day after, two days after, you're replaying it. I should have said this. Oh, yeah. Dapat sinuntok ko, dapat minura ko, or, <laughs> or you know, something like that. How was it for you? Uh, absolutely. So for one, dalawa kami. So Ginger did her own thing. She went back with her husband at hinanap nila. Um, <laughs> hinanap nila? Hindi naman nila hinanap. They drove around the hill. I don't okay. know what their purpose was, but they looked around maybe to argue with them or whatever. Hindi naman sa, I, I highly doubt na balak nilang, you know, yeah. to do anything. He's an, he's an old guy. Just to add more context, he's about, I'd say, 60 years old. Okay? Mm. And he was walking, hiking with a hiking stick, whatever, what that. Um, they reported it to the police uh, because there's such a thing as a hate crime here, so you can report those things, but there's no evidence of and I, sorry, sorry. There's no name, in, so we couldn't uh, identify him. And and in the video that we have of him, he was wearing shades and yeah. a mask, so you really can't identify the guy. I was so tempted right away to put it on the on the internet, and then and you know just beware. We were even thinking about let's put posters around the community, beware of this racial guy, whatever. But we didn't, because at that point in time we decided we didn't want to be the story. Yeah. As journalists, we really avoid that. Kami yung kwento. Okay, not until. It got worse and worse and worse, and we had so we heard of so many more attacks against Filipinos. A um, couple of months, uh, a month and a half after that, and pinalam ko na sa mga bossing, um, which some of the higher ups didn't even know that it happened to us. We just kept it amongst ourselves, amongst our team. And so when the other bosses found out, and they're like, "Sigit, let's let's talk about it and bring out the video," and which we did, and it went, you know, as, as most racial attack videos go, they go viral, especially against you know um, known personalities, at least in the Philippines. So yun, yun na but um, you're right, Bam, it stays with you. Um, you know, you, you have all these thoughts of what you want to do. But I was able to calm down, honestly. And then if, if anything, if I could have a conversation with him, if he were calm, just talk yeah. about it and say, really, why? Why do you have to feel that way? And, and I always try to understand the mindset of those people, what brought them to that point. There's a story behind that. Either namana nila yung pag-racist views nila from their parents or whatnot, or something traumatic happened to them. There's gotta be something. I, I refuse to believe that humans were born and automatically are, are racist to another person because of the color of their skin. That's just absolutely, you know, I, that's insane. It can't happen. TJ, um, no, just to Yo. revisit the incident a bit. Um, but how do you. It's a two-parter, but basically, he did see another Asian family. Basically, the Indian 
uh, the Indian family. Mm-hmm. But then he made, a, he made a delineation between them and you. So yeah. Do you, was, would that be a bit of... Uh, might throw a little bit of doubt into if it was a racial attack? Uh, I think it is more if he thought we were Chinese. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and because that was at around the time that the, the hype the hype at that time was really it was the fault of the Chinese and the Chinese okay. brought this to us. Yeah. And so he was clearly Caucasian. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right okay. mm-hmm. And now, 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 looking back, because Bam did say these things do stay with you. Do you mm. think you there was something that you can't control other people how they how how they how they treat you? But do you mm-hmm. feel that you could have handled it another way? to diffuse the situation. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you see that? I think I handled it as best as I could already. Mm. I would have loved to just have, if he had calmed down, yeah. and I would say, sir, really, there's 15 feet of this path that you could walk to yeah. avoid me. That's not the recommendation. Yeah. The recommendation is stay six feet apart, and it takes two to tango, so we, we keep each other apart. I have, you have enough space yeah. to be apart from me. I'm standing still. Yeah. It's not like I'm a moving target. Like yeah. I'm doing tango and you yeah, have yeah. to avoid me, right? So indeed, I'm a gunner. So if I had a con, if if I had an opportunity and he was calm, if he came back, right? Bumalik yeah. siya, right? Twice. Yeah. If he were calmer at the time, I would have said, "Sir, I, yeah. you know, I'm I'm sorry if you thought I was blocking your path, but I don't think so. So whatever, you know, and, and engage with him yeah. in a conversation. Yeah. I think I, you know, even though the initial instinct was to shout back at him and say, yeah. "But you're not wearing a mask," and and once he shouted. You are disease carriers, you're pigs, and we said, you said, yay, why are you being so racist? Mm. You know, I, I think I was, you know, there was an emotional outburst for a few minute moments, and then I think I was able mm. to bring it down and, and be more calm about it. And to take some video, which yeah. always helps. <laughs> no, 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 it's the instinct of a reporter, really, not least mm-hmm. record. Um, yeah. Jake has a question, but, but I'd, I'd like to return back to racism later, but uh, I think Jake Go. may follow up. Well, I don't know. Relate lang. We were talking about it last week. Uh, it's strange now. <laughs> we're talking about it this week. Yung that idea of trauma. Because I had something like that then last week. And exactly mm-hmm. as sabi ni Bam, parang it sticks with you. So ako, I can count. It's been one week. I still have memories. I still have memories of uh, argument. Parang I got I got mad at someone. Um, yung nga, could I have handled it better? Yeah. Yeah, I could. <laughs> Obviously, I could have handled it better. No, but, <laughs> no, but okay, ito ah, ito. But oh. yung, yung could I have handled it better question, I'm, you know, T, TJ is really an evolved person. Kasi yung could mm-hmm. I have handled it better niya is, oh, I could have talked to him, I could have explained yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yung karamihan ng mga tao, could I have handled it better? Minura ko siya. Honestly ah, yung could Dapat... I have handled it better, I, I had a witty retort, I should have said this, put him in his place, di ba? Di ba yeah. yung normal person? The, the, uh, the comeback, the snappy comeback. Yeah. Uh, okay, yung, yung, yung experience ko with racism, again, one time only in my life, obviously sa Pilipinas, it's not that common. Yeah. Diba? Kasi more or less, pare-parehas naman yung race natin. No? Uh, discrimination in the Philippines happens on other standards, not really mm-hmm. racism per se. But my mother and I were in Hong Kong. We were in an elevator, a full elevator. And this is ano? This is like 80s, no late 80s. Uh, I think more, more of more. I think most of us are in the same age bracket, naman, diba? So you can re- imagine Hong Kong in the 80s, diba? Parang yun yung go-to na 
pag may pag may special occasion go to Hong Kong at that time. Hindi na siguro right? na yon. Hindi na ngayon. Okay, obviously. So, we were together in a in a hotel. It was just me and my mom. My brothers were already in the hotel room. And it was a full elevator and sabihin mo nang we were going from the lobby to the sabihin mo nang 10th floor. Okay? Mm-hmm. And it was the elevator was full. We couldn't we couldn't reach the bottom. Diba? Ano yung normal mong sabihin? Um, could, uh, 10th floor please or please uh, please press the 10th floor. Yeah. Ni naman yun bastos, diba? But the guy standing mm-hmm. in front of the buttons was a Caucasian guy, a tall guy, British. And as a little 9 or 10 year old boy, I go, oh, um, 10th floor please. And he snaps back and says, I'm not your slave. I'm not gonna do it. Something really rude. As in, wow. so rude. To wow. a 10-year-old boy. I'm not really? your slave. And it was so really? weird because I'm sure if I was another race, 10th floor please, he wouldn't have had a problem with pressing mm-hmm. the goddamn number 10 button, diba. But because yeah. I was different, mm-hmm. um, he, he retorted that way. And I don't remember kung lumampas kami sa 10th floor or when he eventually got out. My mom was just quiet. Held me close. Yeah. Did not retort back. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that really stays with you. And alam mo, apektado ako dun eh. Kahit nung tumanda na ako, apektado na ako dun eh. Kaya yung mga ganong discrimination really gets my, really, parang trigger siya for me. Even until now. I mean, we've had a number of news items. Yung Pemberton, um, the Spanish guy in Dasma na minura yung police. Sobra akong affected dun. Maybe because of that experience about you know, mm-hmm. somebody looking down on Filipinos. Yeah. And it's weird. I trace it back to that time. So, yeah. DJ, I applaud you for being so evolved na yeah. gusto mo siyang kausapin ng maayos. At yeah. Actually, meron pang, meron pang dagdag dun, Bam, to, now that you bring that point up, mm-hmm. I ref, I hesitated doing what I was, mm-hmm. I was toying with mm-hmm. ideas of putting posters about him or posting social yeah. media because I didn't want to ruin his life. And I was already in that argument in my head, do people like this deserve their lives to be ruined for that? Because yeah. that's what's happening here. Huh? Yeah. When when these Karens and Kevins are caught on video, they lose their jobs. They've lost careers. Yeah. Is that a fair punishment? Really? You, you, and I, yeah. I don't think so. You are but a better happens. person than and, most. And you know why? Because at that point, <laughs> na, honestly, because, syempre, nung nasa trail kayo, he felt he had the power. Yeah. Kasi siya yung puti, di ba? Mm. O kayo yung mukhang yeah. dayuhan. So he had the power. But of course, the yeah. reality is, because you're in media, you have the power. And when you realize that you did have the power, that's when you held back. So, dude, mm. kaya, yeah. ako, kaya ako mahal si TJ Manotok eh. Mm. Kaya yeah. ako mahal yun eh. Parang in meditation. Pero, I mean, kahit, kahit hindi ako journalist, kasi anybody with a cell phone has the power. Yeah. yeah. And that's not because I'm a journalist. But if you're caught on video, you're screwed. You know, that that ability to era. think, yeah. that ability to say, you know what? Maybe he's a father, he's a grandfather. Maybe, maybe if not for these times, he would yeah. be generally an okay yeah. person. I mean, that's yeah. a gift, yeah. Diba? That, that's yeah, a yeah, gift. absolutely, that too. Because yeah, he said, I mean, if you think about what he said, I'm trying to protect myself in this pandemic. So mm-hmm. he is at the, at the risk age. Yeah, it's about yeah. sixty years old on estimate. Yeah. So maybe he's at the risk. So. Fair enough, diba? Fair enough. And unfortunately, yung fear niya, and mm. I'll, uh, this goes deeper, and this is how I understand these things personally, 
his fear translated into anger. Yeah. But in reality, it's the fear. It's yeah. more fear than anything. It's more fear than being angry at another race. It's fear. I, I, That's my, lang. you know, analysis on that. So, no, sorry, quick, quick, okay, quick lang, Erwin. It's not a question. Yung, the manifestation? Yeah, I will manifest. Now. <laughs> I, will, <laughs> I, will, I will transmute the energy. Um, see, I, I, I talked to this counselor once. He goes, Jake, every, every, ano? Um, angry people are afraid. Mm. I agree, hundred percent. Parang it's they're not angry people; they're afraid people, and the defense is anger. And so, I'll add yeah. to that, Jake. They're afraid and they're hurt. Yeah, they're hurt. They were hurt in the past, and they're afraid, and they're afraid to get hurt again. Yeah. So it's More often defense than not. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. Mm, I agree. DJ, you mentioned nga, like last Easter, you decided to, um, you know, basically live a healthier life. And one of the forms it took was to take meditation. Mm-hmm. And now I can't help but connect with how you've processed this incident, uh, maybe connecting it to your now daily practice of meditation. Would you, would you agree with that? Probably. But although I was in my early stages at around that time, but as to Bam's point, I'm, I'm really generally a calm person. Okay. And I, I, I'm very, I don't say the word forgiving with the right word, but understanding. I mean, yeah. I've been through a lot of drama in my life. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Jake knows this. To, to see other people mm. and see that there's more to it behind them. Okay. That there's more of a story behind them and why they are such to yeah. you. And don't take it personally. Yeah. It's ra- it rarely is personal. An outburst to another human being is rarely personal. It's more on them and their baggage and what yeah. they've been through. And there was just something that triggered it at that moment. Yeah. And no, but that's why I actually this incident that you described is very dramatic and it's really I get it's traumatic. But you moved to the US how many years ago? Just about two maybe two and a half now. Two and a half years. Two and a half. And I would imagine that, you know, that's why I asked you earlier if they can identify your Filipino, but you identified the, you've, you've said this Asian hate or discrimination, but on a daily, daily, uh, in a norm, in, in a pre-pandemic time, in more normal life and daily, how do you experience racism? Even the, I mean, I'm more curious about the subtle ways it manifests. Mm-hmm. Could you give me examples? Oh. If you, if you've, uh, just, I'm sure you have a lot or maybe a couple you could share. Mm. What? Um, hard to say because I, I would like to believe that I live in a city that is very mm. progressive and liberal oh. in San Francisco. In fact, when that happened and people found out it was here, they were like, ha? Make ah, it into San Francisco? I, see. I mean, that was something they were expecting in another, like maybe in the Midwest or something. Right. You know? okay, but, okay. but they were even shocked that it was a dude from San Francisco. And in fact, Bernal Heights Spa, if, you're from, if you've heard about people who live in Bernal Heights and it's a very hippie, progressive, you know, uh, community. Um, it's really an eyebrow, ra- eyebrow razor, put it that way. Yeah. But, you know, getting the feel of the Filipino community here, I mean, it, 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 it happens. I mean, you know, I mean, mm. even now that the, this conversation of systemic racism has been brought to the fore because of what happened to mm. George Floyd, Ranitian, and the Black Lives Matter movement, the more you understand it, mm. just how the system, whether it is intentional or not had seemed to be unfair towards people of color whether it's opportunities in education opportunities in work that's why it's not you know 
really in the headlines, but under the radar, some of the things some of the people did was actually donate to black colleges and universities and to give more scholarship opportunities to the blacks. That's something of a proactive move as opposed to getting in the streets and fighting and, and complaining. It's, something, it's doing something because that's where a lot of it begins when they lack that opportunity, that they don't have the opportunity to, to get the same quality of education as, you know, you know, the, uh, the whites and the other races. So there's, there's ways to see it that way. And I, I can imagine some Filipinos maybe may have experienced in the past that they were stereotyped. Oh, Filipinos, you're, you're a nurse, you're a manual laborer, and that's pretty much it. You're, you're rarely a software developer. You're rarely a this and that or an entrepreneur. But, yeah. you know, but they've seen it. They're, 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 we do come out of the woodwork and there are incredible Filipinos with amazing talent and gifts here and there. Um, so yeah, it, 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 it's, it's there, it, it, it lingers, but it's just not as amplified as Igor Irwin, yun yung difference. It's not amplified, so it doesn't get given as much attention. Yeah, yeah. Parang, Tij, uh, parang hearing you talk, parang it's very clear, parang you hold space for other people and you hold space for your work and it's, it's news, it's communities, it's big ideas. You were saying that in San Francisco and in the Philippines. What? Parang how do you hold that space? Parang what do you do in your daily life to be able to hold yeah. that kind of space? Parang what's your daily schedule like? Yeah, what's a daily schedule would be interesting. <laughs> okay, well, um, so my work as the news bureau chief, uh, my, primar- my primary responsibility is to keep the, the, new, the, the little news bureau that we have here uh, operating. We have just a handful of regular reporters and we have more that are freelancers that uh, contribute our news stories for us. So we put it together in one newscast. Since the pandemic, I had to anchor again as well. Mm-hmm. I wasn't anchoring the show before when I got here. Um, our anchor here before when I got here was um, Gel Santos, Gel Santos Rilos. But then um, the company decided to move operations to Manila. And um, we were actually producing the whole show in ANC with Lexi Schultz as our anchor from Balitang America and it would be live at 5 a.m. in Manila and um, live here for our uh, broadcast here as well. But with the, when everything shut down, Lexi and them couldn't produce anymore Then that's really when we had to figure things out and that's why Ginger and I eventually you know, traded um, duties of anchoring the show here. So that's uh, a bulk of the day but um, in terms of thought process and, and then absorbing things, Jake, yeah. I like to think that I'm, I'm able to compartmentalize my life quite well. Um, mm. And uh, I'll share the story that I actually heard that phrase from Eric Spolstra, the Filipino-American coach of the Miami Heat, who is in a game right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I haven't checked the score, but I hope they're doing okay. But anyway, when I interviewed him, um, I think it was in the midst of that, the Heatles run, but the four years he made the finals, they won two. Um, I asked him, how do you handle all these egos? of all these superstars, LeBron James, you know, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosch, and the others. And he goes, you know, it's amazing that when we get on the court, we're able to compartmentalize our lives. That here on the court, you are, we are a basketball team. You are a point guard. You are a forward. You're this and that. When we go out, you're other things. That's when you are dad. You are entrepreneur. You are endorser and whatnot. So you're able to really divide that and once you are able to visualize that and make that mental decision that neither should cross paths or at least don't affect each other stress-wise, then you can live 
and, and be more focused and be more present and mindful for each compartment. The way I visualize it, the moment Spolster told me that, the first thing I visualized was a vitamin container. Yung pang para sa mga tita, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, a.m., p.m. Marami I na. Parang may ganun na rin ako ngayon. Busina muna, may ganun na rin ako ngayon. <laughs> diba? So, that was it for me. And, and, and since then, it, 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 I was, it was able to manifest something that um, I realized I had been living already. And it, it, was, it strengthened that mindset. And, and it, it, it concretized it for me. That I was able to do that, and and it, it it was very helpful, and it's something that I actually share whenever I give talks about mental health and mental wellness nowadays. Hindi, isn't it coming to a point that you're compartmentalizing, and yet, parang these stressors are just banging on the door, man. Parang, um, and even I, you know, even just yesterday, I felt so overwhelmed, you know. Parang, and I kept on asking myself, why am I getting overwhelmed? And it was a day where I was just doing house tasks. No, mm-hmm. and it was really funny that, you know, I've, I I I I give Zoom talks. I have we have this podcast. I have like different projects. Hindi ako overwhelmed, pero when I had mm-hmm. to like fix so many things here in our home, and of course it's it's dif- it's more difficult now. You just can't call somebody na tutulong sa dito. Um, I suddenly felt so overwhelmed. Though. So I'd like to ask DJ all of these major stressors. How do you how do you you know keep them in their rooms or keep them in their boxes to to manage mm-hmm. it all? Mm-hmm. Well, to, your, uh, to answer your first question about the orange guys, it's true. Um, in fact, I proudly took this drone shot outside my house. So it was a weird morning to wake up, and I saw the sky was red, and there was like, why was it like that? So yeah, it was a weird, now. weird day, mm-hmm. Blade Runner, exactly. So, but anyway, to your, to your question, Bam. Um, I guess it's 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 just uh, a practice of being mindful and being present. In fact, one thing I'll share with you guys that during the I'm sure we all watched the Last Dance, right? The Michael Jordan documentary. At one point, he he I think in the latter episodes, one of uh, the interviewees uh, about many of them were, was the author of his biography. I forget his name right now. The guy who wrote his book, and he said, the greatest gift of Michael Jordan. Is not his physical abilities, not his, you know, strength, his talent, and whatnot. The greatest gift of Michael Jordan is his ability to be present and to really be there at the moment, and that is what he's able to do and do on the floor amidst all that stress. That there's twenty thousand people in the crowd, the pressure of winning the NBA championship. There's nine other people on the court. There's three referees and all that, but yet he's so focused, so present, and. And those, I think that evolved really through his relationship with Phil Jackson that he was able to really manifest that Zen mindset and just be present and mindful. Um, it's something that a lot of us struggle with, Bam. I mean, now that you're saying that it's so amplified and there's so many things happening, I'll give you a basic example. Just a typical Pinoy family will be out and about on a regular Sunday, but everybody has their cell phones on the table. Yeah. And they're all just, they, they give the order. You know, I'll, I'll have the burger, she'll have the steak. Exactly. And then... No conversation. Everyone's like that. And in fact, I, I don't know if I told this to Jake, but there was a time that I, I, I used to get sucked into that too, you know, in my family. And I was, I was, I was so close to buying um, a Nokia because it was 5110 or whatever, yeah. whatever iteration of that. And I wanted to have a weekend phone and move my SIM card out of my iPhone and put it to a phone that will just ring and text. 
no, no more other notifications of news or Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. And at least, you know, I wasn't perfect at it, but at least the consciousness was already there of wanting to be present for whether it's for my family, my wife, my kids, or for myself. Mm. That's something a lot of us really take for granted, being, being present and mindful for yourself. And that's where you dig deep into that whole big conversation of self-love. And there's so many things you can do to be to do self-care and self-love. I know it, it sounds, you know, kind of cheesy and, and yeah. hipster, but when you really understand it and, and, and truly understand the value of that and just be mindful and present with yourself. Like nowadays, uh, I try to even eat without my phone. All of us, if we're eating alone, by default, we're on our phone. Instagram, subo, whatever. Mm. But, you know, enjoy your food, look around you, what's there. I enjoy doing the dishes here. And that's something I know Bill Gates has done all his life, every night. That's his mindful practice. And nothing else distracts me, just doing the dishes, doing the dishes. Yeah. And it's a very Zen thing to do. Recently, um, I, I, I blew up. And I noticed nga kasi patong-patong. All the stresses patong-patong. And it was mm-hmm. slow. And then mamaya, whoop, puno na. So ako, that's one yeah. of my big insights. Parang napupuno mm-hmm. siya. Then the, the second one was parang self-love. My term was loving compassion. Parang I blew up. That's not the end of the story. Parang mm-hmm. um, that's that the, the whatever relationship or my own development or whatever mm-hmm. the conflict was. That's not the end of the story. Um, mm-hmm. So that sense of time. And then the sense of loving compassion. You know, could I have done better? Yes. But I did this and I will own up to whatever consequences. Yeah. And I'll give time for myself. Parang I get what happened to me. I get what's happening. Uh, mm-hmm. I get that yung patong-patong minsan is transformative. Eh. So parang yeah. okay lang to break sometimes or to to give yourself a day off or ano, yeah. to yeah to work out for and there's a reaction and there's a response. That was your reaction, but now you're more thoughtful and mindful of what the response should have been and could be. Next time. Yeah. There, there's yeah. a little so, more space. There's a little more yeah. space between yeah. stimuli and COVID, we need a response, not just a reaction. Uh, uh, Correct. Because we're doing a lot of reactions. Yeah. You know, we're doing a lot of COVID reacting. Yeah. But are we doing a COVID response? Yeah. I, I really liked how Tijing has said about uh, how he came upon visualization about compartmentalizing his mm. life. But that, I guess that's the appeal of games, right? Mm. Is that they make visual the, the you know. So, I mean, I'd, I'd like to know, because we know you as from, initially from sports. Mm, so, uh, yeah. what, 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 what kind of uh, role does parang games do play in your daily life? I mean, how, how old are your children now? If you don't mind me asking, um, I have a 16-year-old daughter uh, and a 11-year-old son, and I have a 23-year-old stepson. Oh, sorry, turned 25. So okay. you know, vast experiences. So yeah. Yeah, those are the ages. So how how are the? I mean, how, how is it like? I mean, do, do you do games? Do you play games with the children? I mean, I know they're now varying mm-hmm. ages. But yeah, yeah, we do. I mean. Um, we play some board games that uh, appeal to the age range, uh, all of them. Um, video games, we play them too. So I, I'm not, I, I'm horrible in Fortnite, so I leave that to them. <laughs> but um, we do play NBA 2K yeah. once in a while and Madden. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, 
I engage in them with them in, in whatever is the latest craze in TikTok, honestly. We have a family chat group in which we share, you know, the TikTok videos that we find hilarious and whatnot. Um <laughs> Nah, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I send her the inspirational quotes that I encounter, not the funny oh. stuff. <laughs> okay. So and then um, we we go outdoors. I mean, we're so we're so blessed to be in a, to live mm. in a city that has a lot of um, places that you can hit the outdoors so easily. Like you can drive from where I am. I can drive twelve minutes and by the beach in Pacifica. Um, and in fact, my daughter's gone surfing here. We just sometimes just lounge around the beach. You know, another 15 minutes up north, you can go hiking in the Golden Gate Park. And there's there's hiking, there's wow. bike trails that I do with my son. Or you can just lounge around mm. in the vast parks. I mean, it's not as beautiful as Central Park in New York City, but it's good enough. So mm. it's, such a, it's a blessing to have that here. And, and honestly, that's one of the big reasons why I decided to come here in the first place. Mm. When I got the offer, I felt I had the opportunity to expose my kids to living in a city like this and have that opportunity as opposed to back in Manila, you know, we did what we could, you know, we enrolled them in basketball classes and, and, and music classes and all that. But at the end of the day, not unless you make an extreme effort to drive out of town, it's really the mall. Yeah. And I, you know, I love the malls too. I miss the malls, but it's just, I don't think it's just something that you should really devote so much time to. And yeah. humans really need to interact and connect with nature. I mean, more than concrete. Yeah, I mean, we've come back. We're the one of the longest. We're the longest lockdown in the world, right, Bam, Jake? Yeah. Okay. And strict test. Oh, yeah. Strict test. Yeah. Strict test. Kung magkasakit ka dito, criminal ka, di ba? No, alam mo ang ang hirap kasi sa Pilipinas is um uh our 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 curve is not exactly flat, you know. And I think it's the same for America, right? Di ba? Um, so the 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 measures that are being done and the results, hindi siya nagmamatch. So which means, meron tayong hindi ginagawa, no? And um, uh, seven months into it, it's pretty clear. Yes, we're testing, but we're not really tracing. We're not mm-hmm. really isolating, you know? Um, so, so meron talagang problema. And I think yung magiging problema rin for us is now that there's a drive to open up the economy, uh, nasanay na yung mga tao na dyan lang kayo sa bahay ninyo. Diba? So parang, it's not like a switch where you say, ops, open na, everybody go out. You know, there's going to mm-hmm. be that resistance to, to, to go out again. And that's going to be difficult for our economy. No? And looking at America and, and, and the Philippines, it's so different because dito, masunurin yung mga tao. Yeah. TJ, diba sa America, pararaming kasaway. Diba? Yeah, yeah, and yet, yeah. and yet, in some ways, the, the situation is, is, is the same. Our, our curves have not mm-hmm. flattened, you know. So, ang hirap talaga ng, mm-hmm. ng sitwasyon. Um, do you look at the Philippines and are you saying, oh, I wish I was there? Or are you saying, oh, thank God I'm here in San Francisco? I normally choose to reserve judgment of that question um, because I don't want to... I don't want to say I'm better off than another, uh, you know, um, especially I have friends and family back there and whatnot. But um, I'm just grateful that I'm, I'm well and my family is well. Let's put it that way, regardless of wherever we may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's, that's just the mindset that I have. I don't, I don't, I've, I've avoided judging, oh, I'm, I'm glad I'm not there. Or whatever. It's, or, it's so hopeless there or whatever. So that's not where my thought process has gone. But, you know, I, I remember my, my thoughts very uh, vividly when I first heard about the lockdowns in the Philippines. My first worry really was, 
you know, how they're going to get help to everybody. And supposedly, they were going to give the meals to the, the barangays, all this and that. And, yeah. and I really worried about the slums, and I still do. And I, and I worried about, you know, India, and it, like, it's, it's happening now. Once it gets into a, a, a slum air living area that is so congested, yeah. you really got to pray mm-hmm. that they will, you know, stay in distance apart because that is so extremely difficult. And that's my biggest fear. And then uh, I don't know in our statistics in terms of where it's happening. I know the numbers are still going up and we're above the 200,000 case threshold. But uh, here's different, as you said, Nubam, because here talaga eh. And they believe in their, their, their liberty so much that you can't force me to wear a mask. You know, and, and, um, and this is so clear to me now that just, I think it was last week where um, Jim Acosta, the CNN reporter, was at a Trump rally and he asked the Trump supporters, why are you not wearing a mask? And they highlighted three very distinct answers that make it very clear why a, a good number of them have their beliefs why they don't. One is one dude said, it's not real. It's a fake virus. It's only killed 9,000 people because a, a significant amount of them had uh, made that interpretation of the CDC numbers that yung may mga comorbidities na death. They're like, oh, you died because of hypertension. You died because of this. Ang coronavirus lang is 9,000 lang daw. So he was like, oh, it's a fake virus. It's not real. They're, they're, this is a and is this a conspiracy theory to keep us locked up, whatever? That's one. Number two is the people who just don't want to be told what to do. You can't tell me what to do. I, 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 you know, I have to, I can't breathe without, with, you know, with a mask and all this and that. And then there are others who are, it's for the economy. You know, they believe that we got to get this country moving. We need the jobs. We can't slow down. We can't lock down because that's going to kill us more than, than the virus. So, so in yung halo-halo nila, that, that, that group. And you can understand Trump where he's coming from, why he doesn't want to really advocate mask aggressively because he loses base yeah. because a lot of his base, you know, this just not where they are and he will lose it if he, if he veers too much into the science. There's a strange uh, Philippine connection here, you know. Most of them are, have you heard of QAnon? Yeah. Oh, yes. And I yeah. read that story that came out yesterday. That they're actually, yeah. you know, it's a father and son here, 8chan, in, yeah. based in the Philippines yeah. or running. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really strange. I know, right? It's unfortunate that it's a human experience that unless ikaw mismo yung naapektuhan or somebody mm. that you know, you know, compassionate empathy is so difficult to come by, diba? Mm-hmm. So when you yeah. have people who are, kasi it's, it's ano eh, it's uh, it, when you have a mask, you're protecting others from yourself, not just yourself from yes. other people, diba? Definitely. Yes, yes. So, mm-hmm. you know, to say, oh, you know, it's fake, oh, you know, um, People, they're gonna die anyway. Alam mo yon. It, it's such a lack mm. of compassion, which manifests in different ways across different countries and different cultures. Now mm-hmm. we've talked about yeah. this before. Pero yeah. you know, how do you ano? How do you ca- can you teach that? Can you teach compassion? Can you? Is that something you can share or or ano ba yan? Are you born with it? No, because you know, yeah. I I, I uh, even from our our discussion earlier about. You know, somebody who was racist to you and yet you still had compassion mm-hmm. towards him, diba? How yeah. do you mm-hmm. how do you build that? Is that something that you build or nurture? I don't know. I mean, I'm not I'm not an expert in this by far. I mean, I, I try to be be, a, be more absorbed and in, in, in learning about it. But my gut feeling about this, Bam, to, to answer your question is the analogy I see is like a like a like a pipe. Nah, there's there's just a lot of dirt in there. You know, nah, it's murky. And that's all their life experiences that complicate things. If they want to blow into it or, or push a liquid it that, that you call compassion and damning complications that prevent it from getting there. 
So there's so many layers upon layers of, of hurt and pain and anger and fear in their lives that have prevented them from being loving, compassionate, and, and empathetic uh, human beings. So um, I think it's more of that, really. Again, I, I, I refuse to believe that humans are born that way. I, I, I prefer to believe that they, they've evolved that way because of their experiences, because of their, their hurts and pains and experiences in the past from family, friends, loved ones, maybe even teachers or whatnot no, that, that have brought the trauma in their lives that it's difficult to let go. I think yun yung isang lumalabas na, na in this entire conversation, yung, uh, since they did not experience compassion, they do not know how to give it back. Maybe and that too. Yeah. The the a lot of the experiences are more <clears throat> hurt and pain and being yeah. judged and, and so. But if you reverse it, can you teach compassion? Um, I don't know how hard, but to be shown compassion, to be shown another way, kind of. It's the way. Yeah, maybe it's the way. How does it? It parang it 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 puts another code in your OS. Oh, there's another mm-hmm. path, diba? Hindi lang mm-hmm. itong pipe na puno na, ano. There might yeah, be well, another if you, path. If you want to, you can. I, I believe that I'm a firm believer of, of um, affirmations and how uh, you can affirm thoughts and mindsets you want in your life and you will ingrain it little by little through affirmations of putting posters in your home, visualizing that affirmation that you want to dig into your subconscious. And that's, that's and I've told this to Jake many times before, that's how I believe you can code your mind by yeah. coding your subconscious, really, um, and, and to implant that belief. Um, like for me, I mean, just to, you know, it's another big conversation about my journey on depression and, and anxiety and mental wellness. But one of the things I learned early on, very young, as a 14-year-old, is I was taught about affirmations through learning acceptance. My mm-hmm. first mentor was a guy named Max Ricketts, the dad of Ronnie Ricketts. We're all old enough to remember Ronnie. He was the big action star back then in the 90s, right? But Max was giving counseling in, in Santuario San Antonio to people who had depression and anxiety and even cancer and AIDS who are going through depression and anxiety. And the first thing he will teach you is acceptance, the power and the, and the importance of acceptance. And um, he said, it's, hard, it's easy for me to say, easy for me to listen, but not easy to imbibe it and, and really truly live it. Yeah. And in order to do that, he taught me affirmations. When you write it down, say it out loud in the mirror, say it in your mind in the mirror, and do it three times a day. That was my mental vitamin. Basic line, I accept myself. I accept myself. Because me, as a case study at that point, I was coming from, I'm suddenly in this super strenuous school. I came from a Montessori, throw me to Ateneo. I almost flunked out. Super academic stress. Adolescence, looking for a father figure. He was not around. And blaming my parents. All of a sudden realizing I, in, inside me, I wanted to blame my parents for separating. It was a perfect storm. Mm-hmm. But those were circumstances that I had very little control over. And I had to accept that. Even my condition, what I had inherited, the genetic makeup that I am more susceptible, let's put it that way, to, to, uh, to triggers of anxiety and depression. It's not always automatic, but it depends on what you inherit. You can, you can be more prone to it, let's put it that way. I had to accept all that, that there were those things I couldn't change, but I had to learn to do other things to be better, to be well. So to learn that acceptance was so key. It's different from defeatism, parang of giving up. Ibang iba yon. Don't, don't confuse the two, but to accept that these are the cards I'm dealt with, and this is how I'm going to move forward. And with that, with that peace of mind. Yeah. Meron bang ano? 
you see a pattern, parang we've been talking about, ang ganda description, perfect storm. There's a perfect storm of this pandemic. We've had perfect storms in our personal lives. I think all of us that have, we've had to weather the storm. Sa'yo, Tij, ano yung lessons from your perfect storms that I suppose help us navigate this current shared perfect storm? Mm-hmm. Well, for me, there's always, always, always something to be grateful for. No matter what situation you are in your life, um, I truly believe that. And that's another thing that I actually, you know, firmly started doing as a morning habit, mm. aside from the meditation. In fact, just to complete the morning habit that I would do, I would do a meditation. I, have, I now have a gratitude journal that, you know, it, it actually prompts you to write three things you're grateful for, three things you want uh, to accomplish this day and your, your daily affirmation. And um, there's so much science to this now. It's not yeah. just mumbo-jumbo hipster stuff. Look into it. There's so many studies from Harvard to whatnot about how this has affected people's productivity and happiness. Yeah. The simple practice of five to 10 minutes a day of, of saying to yourself what you're grateful for, no matter how mundane it may be, being yeah. grateful for this cup of coffee, being grateful for friends that you have that you can, you can reach out anytime, or being grateful that you have you know, a new pair of shoes, whatever it is, there's a magic to it that you can start drilling it into yourself every day. So to go back to your question, Jake, mm-hmm. there's as long as you still have that ability to see that you're grateful for something. And, and e- when I started to do breath work and meditation, it, be- it boiled down to that. I'm grateful I can breathe. Mm-hmm. As ironic as it is in terms of the coronavirus is a respiratory condition and then we had bad air because of the fires and all that, I was grateful I could breathe. And I could breathe clean air at some point. No? So it can be as basic as that and I'll still be grateful to be alive and I won't be anger blaming any circumstance that was thrown my way that's, well, let's let's, let's do this let's do this guys to end nice. our great conversation with tj manotok each of us um three things we're grateful for okay let's do this um who wants to start you will win oh, you will you will oh, oh, sige. Ako muna, ako muna. i suggested it so ako muna. um we'll end with tj okay we'll end with tj um I'm grateful that well I'm grateful we had this conversation. Yeah, definitely. Um I, I'm I'm I, I'm learning so much and a day when you're stuck at home at my bago kang natutunan is so hopeful, no? Um so I'm grateful for this conversation. I'm grateful that um I'm grateful that I saw TJ again. I haven't seen him for so long. Um and Good to see you. Honestly, I'm, I'm really happy to see you here. And um, I'm grateful for, uh, uh, this is so cheesy, but anyway, I'm grateful for uh, this project of ours because it really is therapy for me. So, yon. okay, go. Who's next? Jake. Jake. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm great. Oh, but this is a great exercise, by the way. I can feel something shifting inside. I'm grateful yep. for yeah for this this connection that we all shared right now at this moment. Um, okay. Well, I guess um, no. I I was buying time, bam, man, because you know, I don't want to. I don't want to give you a bad answer. But and I don't want. I don't want to disappoint you ever. So. So I'm actually. No, my answer would be I'm grateful I've st- I can really talk with my parents. They're still they're, they're you know they're both in their 80s and I mean I can really have great conversations with them in arguments and so I think that's something I'm really 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 grateful that I can really communicate with them very well. 
and me means not very well pero you get what i mean there's really yeah. an interaction yeah yeah i'm also grateful and i said this last time we talked i don't know which order we're going to do this podcast in but i'm grateful that i have friends like uh, because uh, bam and jake i've known for a very very long time <laughs> and i'm glad <laughs> we can still talk yeah so yeah, that's you know that's it's a signpost there. But I've known Bam and Jake since the '80s, and I can still talk to them today, and we still get along. We somewhat, yeah, we still on the same wavelength, same values, and um, and I'm also grateful that I, I mean, like Bam, I haven't seen TJ. I mean, I know we've not really been close, but I but we've interacted in the past, and I'm glad that we can con- connect now. And I'm, and I've when my questions earlier, but yun tamasi Bam, he's a very you're very an evolved human being, how you've responded and how your journey has been. And then you say that you don't, you know, am I correct? Pana, you've really not, you've, you're grateful for many things and you don't blame anyone. And you mentioned your own past with your parents separating. But I, I read somewhere you said that you were even just grateful now. You reframed it, that you're grateful that your dad and mom were in love even just for a little while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have TJ yeah. and, and his sister Mavis and everyone else that revolves around mm-hmm. them now so everything is good awesome awesome thanks guys wow can i just tell you as an audience to hear you each of you give your three things you're grateful for it felt incredible seriously and it and before i give you my three grateful things it reminds me of what we did in the event that my sister and i helped produce um almost three years ago before i left together with shemaine buen camino um it was called you it was called um will you still love me it's a tribute to Shemaine's daughter who took her life. And it's more of a mental wellness uh, awareness uh, event that was a mixture of spoken word, dance, and a forum. No, I'm speaking. And I was part of the forum. I spoke. Gabe Mercado was the host, actually. And it, it turned into this. I eventually shared about gratitude. And you know how Gabe ended the show? Everybody in white space. This is done in white space. He had some music play. And he said, everybody, shout what you're grateful for one by one. Let's do it. I kid you not. The next 20 minutes was mind blowing. It was like, it was like everybody took a happy pill. Everyone was shouting, yeah. whatever they were grateful for, and it was just major goosebumps. And it was just an amazing feeling. So imagine how you can do it as an individual, and imagine what you can do it as as a unit, as a family. I know if you're familiar with Mind Valley, this online uh, yeah. learning organization uh, run by Vishen Lakshiani, if I pronounce his name correctly. He does a gratitude practice with his kids every day, every night. So he tells his kids, and they're young kids, what are you grateful yeah. for? So the practice is starting there. And, then, and I've done it with my kids once in a while too, and I, I honestly have to make it more of a habit, but it feels great to do it as a group. So thanks, guys, for that. You gifted me with that experience. So to me, I'm grateful that you, you got me as one of your guests. So dinami dami yung mga kaibigan dyan sa Pilipinas na napakatalino, napakakomplished kung ano-ano man na napili niyo ako. I'm humbled. Thank you. I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, secondly, I'm grateful for my, my loving family, my wife and my kids that were all here together. Um, you know, not, not everybody who's given work abroad can be with family. Yeah. And that is just a big blessing for me to, to do and to, do, to, be them, to be with them here. Uh, and, and lastly, I'm so grateful that I have a job. But more than a job, it's a job that I can have an impact in people's lives um, with the new stories that we tell, with the thoughts that we tweet and share and whatnot, um, we, we, we can contribute to the way humanity evolves. Yeah. Let's put it that way. You know? So 
Salamat, salamat. We are grateful really, really that you are our guest. Thank you so much, TJ Manota. Woohoo! Salamat, salamat. Woo! With, with TJ, you can pick up so many things talaga and never-ending parang rabbit hole of discussions and books and references. Parang I like, I like his... One, one thing I like was the, ana, the idea of connection that uh, mm-hmm. we are all connected. Um, and I think this is one of the experiences of this podcast that we're doing. Diba? Parang that sense of connection with other people. It's not just shared interest or common common things or um, things you can talk about but that sense of you know, that sense of human connection mm. uh, that sense of humanity so I I, parang I like that I'm, I'm gonna kind of mull over that and relish that a little well ako super dami I mean so, so many things to to talk about or to pick up from our discussion with DJ but one thing that stands out for me is yung reaction versus response mm. um, because you know, with, with how difficult things are, parang everyone's reacting. Diba? We're all reacting, but are we really responding? Yeah. You know, on a, on a personal level, mm. um, you see so many triggers. And, and to be, f- na- natamaan rin ako dun sa kanyang ano, ah, yung we're spending too much time on our phones. Um, because it really, you, you're really prone to just reacting every time that you expose yourself to so much triggers. And you do have a choice. You do have a choice to, to turn it off, diba. And we're looking for responses. We're looking for the best way to respond. And, you know, para sa akin, natamaan ako dun sa when he had the power to, to seek revenge or yeah. to, to, to give that guy his kapapans, diba. Parang, he held back. Diba? Mm. He held back and said, okay, you know what? Baka nga, you know, he's an a-hole for doing that, pero baka nga may mga sariling problema rin tong taong to. And he responded the way maybe a, a, a you know a compassionate person would respond. He didn't just react to it, and that's something I'm going to be thinking about. You know, my wife and my kid, before they sleep, they do the gratitude thing. They do yeah, the gratitude yeah. exercise. Maybe I will join them. Na inspired ako to join them in their exercise. Kalkame ganon yun yung prayer namin actually. What are you grateful for for this day? Well, uh, well, for me, I mean, I mean, I've heard you know, the how the hurt, pain, and anger. Aside from being like the three words t- tattooed under my left nipple, I think it's me. I, um, no, but no, that, but it leads to that's one. That's my another. middle name. That's my middle name. Hurt. Pain, no, no, no. But I mean, how does it go? How does the Yoda thing go? Because I think Yoda no, said something. I, I I googled it as he was saying it, but I pernahiyala ako to 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 bring to, it up. It's to pull fear it up, leads, yeah. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. See, I mean. That's it. I mean, that's so. So that's what I take away from it. That's still, yeah. still how things are actually from other things in the past. And the one you shared about the in Hong Kong, bam. Yeah. I think until now, it, it it has driven what you've done in public life and in your personal life. And I'm, in some ways, it has. Honestly, in some ways, mm, it has. Yeah. So I mean, so that 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 that's what I took from our conversation. How how we are, are is rooted from very from 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 origins that are very far. Maybe far in the past, it might be insignificant then, but have repercussions yeah. that we can't really tell. The other thing I I took because of the conversation, because we had it, was that idea that something bad can happen, but that's yeah. not the end of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah You yeah. can, like, like a great story, diba? Mas maganda yung ending pag merong conflict, may bagsak ng konte, diba? May, may ganun. That's it's not, how you respond. 
Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. how you write the story after, yeah. or that sometimes you know we all know the but the the tough times, the things now we feel defeated or lost or 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 we end something are are great parts of the narrative and thing. Are talking about diba? talking about ending. This is the end. Yeah. Okay. Of another episode. <laughs> Thank you to TJ Manotok. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope um, you picked something up, something to help you cope during these hard times. Send us your comments, questions uh, on our online channels. Facebook is Coping in Cuento Podcast. On IG is at Coping Cuento Podcast. I'm Jake. I'm Erwin. I'm Bam. And this is Coping and Cuento. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Coping and Cuento with Bam Aquino, Jake De Guzman, and Erwin Romulo. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast platforms.